this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. Ears up in depth. Jeremy and Jason here to bring you the hottest Disney news. 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 I don't know what's going on. <laughs> uh, before the show, we were just uh, reminiscing about the, uh, you know, oh my gosh, I was just in there. The lights were low, kid. Oh my gosh. And they now deleted the Disney video. I still can't believe they deleted that thing, man. You know, like no matter how, I don't know, how much you're promotion backfired or how much heat you get on social like as a big company i don't think you da- you, you delete that i think you got to stand behind it i it's think like you making stand a bad tweet it. you can't delete it you got to stand behind it that's right that's right you edited that video you have to rewatch it forever yeah. <laughs> someone came up with that the thing is just like what still bothers me about it is like there was probably like a rough draft <laughs> you know like it got nixed and then so we got the best version of that well for sure it was written and planned out and i mean yeah i don't know maybe uh maybe that kid was just left up to his own devices to like be i don't know but someone picked him for the thing and said you know the thing that you do on the show i want you to do it here now because that'll be great you think there were outtakes like were they like no you're not you're not shocked enough by the lights being low. Give it, give it more. <laughs> That's right. Try, take it again from the top. Yeah, we need we need a bigger we need a, a bigger uh, example of your uh, your love for interior illumination. We need <laughs> we need that. We need that very much. Thank you. Please try again. I hope that happened. I would love that. I would absolutely yeah. love that. Uh, welcome back, everybody. <laughs> We have a few stories to get through, some some drama. I love when drama, there's Disney Parks drama all the time. There's also Disney Company drama, and we'll get into that a little oh bit my word. as well. Yeah, pretty exciting stuff, man. I thought about, you know, I thought about covering like the Obi-Wan Kenobi drama kerfuffle dust up that's been going on on Twitter. But, I, you know, I just, I don't know. I don't want to. I, I just don't okay. want to. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't even know what it is, what it is. It's uh, there's a character in there is uh, she's like the the third sister. She's like a Sith sister or whatever. It's a whole Star Wars thing. I, I would explain it to you, but then I would have to know exactly what it is. And I don't. And um, she's a black lady and she's not the best actress, in my opinion, and a lot of other people's opinions. And she's getting a lot of heat for that. But there are some people inevitably that sort of jump into her DMs with a lot of racism because that's the Internet. That's what oh, happened. Okay. And then, yeah, then Disney Lakes came out and supported her or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. You and McGregor posted a video and all this kind of stuff. And it's cool. And I and I and I love that they're doing that. But what's happening is like the Disney fans who don't like her are conflating Disney's stand against race, the racist messages she's getting with. Hey, everybody needs to like this. 
So there's a lot of blowback on social about like, oh, well, we can't just say we don't like something. It has to be because she's black. And it's like, well, no, that's they're not talking to you. <laughs> if you're if you're not DMing this lady and saying racist things to her, they're not talking to you. You can right. not like something. It's OK. Everybody right. is entitled to not like a show. It's fine. Well, it's thing. narcissism. It's like, that's about me. Right. You you said something. It must be about me. Yeah. That's So I didn't really want to get into it too much because it's weird and I don't like yeah. it. And um, it's kind of, you know, kind of dominating the news, uh, the news sphere. But God, I didn't even realize. I mean, I had heard yeah. about it now that you mention it, but I didn't. Well, yeah, and the, I, I mean, the show sort of getting dragged a little bit because it's it's not sticking with the timeline, the Star Wars timeline. Like it sort of contradicts. A New Hope, like Star Wars, the first one that came out, which is like right oh. before this. So this sort of nestled right before that, the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. And they're like crossing the timeline and now they're making like Darth Vader not remember things or Obi-Wan Kenobi not remembering things. And it's this whole this whole thing. They're muddying the waters of, of like what their timeline is. I'm not sure it's what weird. I think about that. As an outsider who doesn't care about Star Wars, I'm like, can you guys all shut up? Who cares? Like, just watch <laughs> the show. But at the same point, then I try to think about, like, something that I really like. Yeah. And if, and that happened, you know, like, if Jurassic, I mean, the Jurassic World series has totally ruined that franchise. But it really has, if they had honestly. D- what? I said it really has. You're right. Oh, it's it's yeah. horrible. I yeah. don't, what were they doing? I don't know. But, um. If there has been something that took that out of order, I'd probably be really upset. Well, and it's and it's like the iconic moments of of A New Hope of the first Star Wars. The iconic moments in that are being ruined by Obi Wan Kenobi. Not ruined because it's still just a movie, but it's a movie that millions of people fell in love with, and it turns people onto the franchise. And so, on the one hand, you 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 have Princess Leia reaching out to Obi Wan Kenobi through R two D two, saying, "I need your help. We need your help. Whatever." But then in Obi Wan Kenobi, Obi Wan has a direct line to Alderaan to Leia's father, and it's like this whole like why couldn't why couldn't she just call the plans over? You know what I mean? Like it just it doesn't. There's a lot of things in there, and then it's like did Obi Wan really know that Darth Vader was alive? Yes, he did. No, he didn't. It's a whole thing, dude. He knew he in the the uh, the Phantom Menace, I guess, like the third prequel. He knew that Darth Vader was Anakin Skywalker, but now suddenly in Obi Wan Kenobi, he didn't know. It's like, what do we do? Like, what, where, where, what's going on? What's happening? I don't like it. Yeah, I don't know what any of that is, but I do think that uh, what would be nice is the Disney. If you're going to do something, can you at least just do it well? Like, how well, about that? And there was a there was an interview with I think one of the writers who said that they didn't know that Obi Wan didn't know that Vader was alive or something like that. Like this person learned about a crucial part of the lore. In the middle of writing the script. So they clearly have no concept of what's going on. They don't have a concept of the lore and of the story. And I don't understand why Disney would be all about, I guess it's poor stewardship. Yes, it's exactly what it is. Of, you know, taking that route rather than, you know, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, why is that person writing on on this? Like. That'd be like me writing it. Like, here, Eddie, let's see here. <laughs> we're going to take amazing. an Ewok. We're going to send him over there. <laughs> we're going to we're gonna make him fly. We're going to make him an android. We're going to make him fly. Yeah, now give me one of those big tractor-looking things that walks around. Let's go. Get one of those in there. Like, what? I, yeah. You can't do that. You've got to at least protect the, the integrity protect of the story. Protect the integrity of the story. Because if you're going to get people in later generations going back and watching all this content it's gonna be like well what is this what is going on what the hell but is this going said on? this guy said one thing and he did another thing 
How come Princess Leia doesn't remember Obi-Wan helping her? And that little kid's a bad actress. The whole thing is just, yeah. I mean, I'll, I still, still want to watch it, but I'll finish Well, in a it. way, it's like, it's almost a self-indictment of what they're putting on Disney Plus is inconsequential because it's like, well, it's just Disney Plus TV. Like, who cares? Hmm. You know, like, they're almost like not, they're treating it like it's not as important. It's weird because it's Ewan McGregor, though. And, like, he was he was a great Obi-Wan Kenobi. I'm glad that he's he's executive producing this. Well, he's I'm one of the best. He's back. Right. And, you know, I just think that there would be more care to it for me. And, and maybe they don't. Maybe they value storytelling over the timeline. And that's, you know, either way, it sucks. The name Ewan shouldn't be spelled that way, I don't think. It looks <laughs> it should be. It looks almost like it's Ewan. Ewan. Ewan Kenobi. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. Maybe, Maybe that's why born to play this role. I think we need to figure out a new way to spell that. <laughs> I think we do, too. Uh, all right, Jared, let's get to some news, huh, buddy? What do you okay. want to do? You want to do some news? Why don't you go first? Just because. I've been talking too much. <laughs> Couldn't agree more. <laughs> At their Jerk. wedding, they paid to have Mickey Mouse present, but when it came to having food, their money had been spent. Jeez. That's a stretch, man. <laughs> You're stretching That's the best I could do. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. So do you know about like this AITA? AI? No. Oh, yes. Yeah. On Reddit, post- am I the beep? Oh, yeah. Am I the a-hole? Can yeah, I say yeah. a-hole on the show? You can say you can say that, yeah. Okay, because that's what it stands for, am okay. I the. All right. Well, this couple goes on Reddit, and they make a post to ask if they are the a-holes mm-hmm. in a certain situation. Okay. okay. And here's what they posted. Uh, let's call it Aita. Aita. <laughs> yep. Let's Aita. do that. Aita for not having catering at my wedding. Okay. Here we go. My F28, female 28, and my fiance, male 30, just got married two months ago and we had our dream wedding. Everything was perfect, which we're going to get into because it wasn't. Everything was perfect. And I mean everything. My parents and his parents helped us pay for a great chunk of the wedding so we would be debt-free, and we are so eternally grateful. The issue arose about a month and a half ago when my aunt started posting on Facebook about how disappointed she was with the whole ordeal, and a few guests sided with her. First of all, whose aunt goes on Facebook and just basically starts, like, sub-posting about her niece or whatever? What a... What a twisted family. This must be from the Joker side of the family. I like this aunt, though. She knows what's up, okay? (laughs) Okay, a little background. My fiancé and I are huge Disney fans. And we travel to Disney, blah, blah, blah. We travel, blah. Disney is such an important part of us. It's also part of our marriage. Okay, fine, blah, blah. The issue was with our decision to not offer catering services or bar services at our wedding. Due to routing that money towards having... Minnie and Mickey make an appearance at our special day. Terrible. Cost, the cost to have both Minnie and Mickey for a good chunk of time, 30 minutes. <laughs> a good chunk of time. I mean, I guess was it is. Al- was almost exactly what our parents allotted for the catering budget. The entire catering budget is worth 30 minutes of that stuffed mouse. Th- catering budget. Okay. That's wow. Okay. So we schedule an appearance during our first dance and our wedding photos for going served food. In parentheses, though there were plenty of facilities at the venue where people could eat. My parents were still very supportive of us, but everyone else is being passive aggressive. 
am I the a-hole? And then comes back with an edit. To those asking if the guests were warned, we clearly uh, outlined in the invitations there was food available at the venue. We didn't exactly spell at every restaurant's menu, but it was certainly mentioned. There were also vending machines available throughout. I mean, saying that there's food at the venue to me means you're going to be served food. That is the social contract you enter into when you RSVP yes to a wedding. Right. That you, the expectation is food and drink. Finally, she adds, for everyone saying that it's too much for 30 minutes, I want to clarify that it was two 30-minute sessions on different days. And each session was $2,750. So she blew $5,500 on having them there an hour. instead of spending it on food. $5,500 yeah, $5, an, hour. an hour. And that was worth it to them. Yeah, they're happy about it. They don't feel they don't feel just taken from that. They don't feel like marks. I can't I can't I can't believe that. First of all, how dare you not serve food to your guests? When Taryn and I got married, our idea for a, a wedding was just throw a big party. And we put a lot of time and effort into catering. It was barbecue, which is not which is not I almost swore, which is not cheap. But it was delicious. We didn't even really get to eat it because we were up like walking around. We got like 50 pies from this local like pie. Like we did we did the thing, right? It was cool. It was fun. It was great. And everyone loved it. And that's what we wanted everybody to remember. I don't want people to remember that Mickey Mouse came to my wedding. To me, that's very weird. Like if you want that as a thing, then do it. Your wedding photos and that's it. But still serve your guests. They're coming here. They're giving you gifts. If you want a wedding gift, the exchange is feed me. Give me a drink or two. Treat this me is what I was gonna say. with respect. There's an unwritten deal between the people getting married. Because a wedding is a, is a bit of a self-indulgent affair. Of course. Okay, look, we're all there to watch you. In some cases, people travel. You're asking people to take time out of their weekends they maybe have to get babysitters it's a costly affair if you're in the bridal party it, you have to buy a dress buy or uh -huh. rent a tuxedo let me tell There's you we asked involved. people we asked people to drive for at least from where our house was to where we married three hours yeah but it was to a it's resort on to weddings yeah it's insane um, and so well, that's why we're like we need to treat these people with respect so we had a pre-wedding party then we had the wedding and then in the morning, we had like bagels and Bloody Marys for everybody. Right. Well, that's the deal. In exchange for all of that and then having to sit there and watch you. Right. Well, no, you're, you're celebrating for me to get drunk and eat. <laughs> you're that's celebrating with us, Jeremy. You're not just they, watching. They broke. They broke the contract. They absolutely did. Yes. And they pointed them to vending machines like how absolutely ridiculous. Here's a Kit Kat. Thanks for coming. <laughs> now watch me. Because here's the thing. Those guests didn't take pictures. As far as we can tell, they were there for photographs with the bridal party and that and and their wedding photographs. They weren't there to take pictures with. It wasn't like, okay, everybody, you're going to get a chance to have a photograph with Mickey. Well, let me just go back a little bit here because we sort of editorialized. Uh, but of course, this went viral on Reddit and uh, it made its way to Diz Twitter. Absolutely. Course, I mean, Reddit loves a good story to dunk on Disney adults. 
Well, does Twitter lost its collective mind? This battle ensued, and some people who considered themselves Disney adults were defending them, and some people are dragging them for that decision. It got so heated, a professor of religion weighed in with her own thread that also went viral. Jody Eichler-Levine is a professor at Lehigh University who is currently writing a book about Disney and religion. I want to get her on the show. That sounds absolutely fascinating. I have a feeling she's got nothing going on. <laughs> she's here writing mini threads on Twitter. Yeah, she's writing a book. She's like a professor, so she's got the next three months free, as we know. But yeah, uh, yeah she, she'll come on. She says, well, now she's not going to come on the show because I just <laughs> insulted her. Um, there goes that guest. Yeah, thanks, Jer. Well, you can edit it out in post. Sure, I could. Professor Levine says, I'm a religion studies professor researching Disney, and I'm here to tell you why to stop pathologizing Disney adults. So I'm not going to read the whole thread, but I have some some excerpts from it. Many of the Disney fans I have observed in person and online find immense meaning in the parks. People don't just get married at Disney. They mourn lost relatives there. They go to Disney to celebrate surviving cancer. They go there for one last trip before they die. Religion is also a way of making meaning in the world through stories and rituals. Disney owns our stories. For some people, both those who have traditional religion and those who don't, the promise of magic at Disney and the feelings they get there are powerful. I've seen people cry at fireworks many times. Yeah. I've seen I've cried at fireworks because they're so bad. <laughs> Mostly harmonious. Oh man. Now she does admit this couple left their guests hungry, and that was a, a an unwise uh, and lacked in hospitality, which also, if you are so into Disney, isn't hospitality something that you value? Like, yeah, it's taking one of your care keys. of your guests? Yeah. So she says, stop patholog- pathologizing other people's joy. And so people are saying, you know, and now they're being bullied for for liking Disney. But here's the thing. We didn't invite ourselves into this debate. So you cannot call us bullies. We wouldn't know about this, but for the fact that they posted it. They sought validation by publishing an account of their wedding on Reddit, asking the question if they were a-holes. Mm-hmm. The problem is they look like they're getting bullied. They just don't like the answer, which right. seems to be, yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah. I, you know what? I, I, what would you would have done if you went to, if you went to a, a relative's wedding, you read on the invitation, there's food at the venue. And you interpreted that to mean that you were getting fed and you show up and then you go, where's the cocktail hour? Where, when do we eat? Should I, I didn't note that I'm a vegetarian. I where on the RSVP. I don't understand. Oh, I'm sorry. There's actually no food, but there's, you know, Wetzel's pretzels <laughs> down the thing. If you want to go, what would you do? Would you leave? Would you stay? I would. I'm going to I'm going to watch the ceremony of course and then I'm going to be like all right you guys who there's a bar down the street who's going we're getting tanked hmm. and we're going to talk trash <laughs> about these two and then aunt Jeremy is going to go home and and post it on Facebook <laughs> <laughs> Yeah I mean I can't imagine that like the dance and the rest of the evening the reception I can't imagine that was very populous are you telling me they paid for a DJ? No way. I don't know. I don't know how the Disney weddings go. I I don't know. Is it just just the ceremony and that was it? What a bo- did, sure. I mean, to me that doesn't seem like a dream wedding. I don't know. I mean, I I get loving Disney so much. 
Disney World so much that you want to get married there. I totally understand that. And, you know, but to to sort of like put Disneyland or Disney World over your connection with your family, that's where I that's where you lose me. I mean, D- Disney adults, I don't know. I think that term is sort of like played out. It doesn't really mean anything. It, it just means like, what does it mean? Right. You're just a fan of, of a Disney park. OK. And you're an adult. You don't have kids and you go to the park. That's not necessarily obviously bad. But it's when you're like a fan, a fanatic like that. I think that's a little I think there's something wrong that I don't think that's correct. You're foregoing actual relationship with people and you're making your, your family second to a corporation. And I don't think that's, I don't think that's right. Right. And I, this isn't a characteristic of being a Disney adult. Like I can see having wanting a Disney themed wedding or having touches of Disney at your wedding. This is incredibly self-indulgent narcissistic behavior. Like come Mm -hmm. here don't expect me to to give you any refreshments, but watch me exchange these vows, and we're not going to say thank you in any way or even make your time here more comfortable by offering you some refreshment. And I also don't understand how they can go on and claim in the first paragraph everything was perfect. <laughs> Clear, these people are deluded. They have no idea yeah. what's going on. They still think it was perfect. How can you say a wedding with no food or drinks is perfect? <laughs> <laughs> people have weighed in. Uh, this, uh, someone pointed out that they broke a social contract. Um, oh wait, hold on. Sorry. I'm reading the wrong tweet. How dare you? At Warren is dead says, I firmly believe that these Disney adults or that these adults should do whatever makes them happy. And if Disney is that great, but what makes me happy is making fun of Disney adults. (laughs) And I will fight for that. Right. (laughs) Which I loved. Uh, someone else said, at some point, society is going to have to reckon with millennials having pseudo childhoods that essentially extended into their 30s. This is another take I like. But finally, Keyline Piper summed it up perfectly for me, saying we aren't shaming them for liking Disney. We're shaming them for liking Disney, as you said, Jason, more than their fam- family and friends. Right. Would you be surprised if your wedding guests were disappointed there was no food or drink <laughs> at right. the reception? Yeah. I mean, and at least they're not even taking they're not even taking um, uh, responsibility for not being clearer in the invitation. Right. You know, they're still ju- they're trying to justify that. Well, there were vending machines everywhere. Right. It, at no, at least take some ownership of that. Like we should have been more clear, but also is what we did incorrect. Right. They don't like the answer. now. Right. And now. These narcissists are claiming that they're being bullied. Oh, gosh. Well, you know. I'm, you know what? Sometimes maybe bullying's called for because these people suck. If you pull your pants down and wiggle it at someone and they don't like it, you can't call that being bullied. Correct. You know what I mean? Thank you. You're welcome. That's my first story. Our friends at the 21st Amendment Brewery welcome the warmer weather with the release of their brand new hoppy pilsner, Coaster Pills. With a label that depicts a magical portal into an amusement park of flavors, Coaster Pills has a good time around every turn. Coaster Pills is wonderfully clear and bright with a beautiful straw color and tight white bubbles. It has a snappy flavor with crisp lines and wonderful citrus tropical hoppy flavors and aromas. Plus, at 5.4% ABV, it'll help you coast right through your day like only the 21st Amendment can. Coaster Pills, as well as our summertime favorite Hell or High Watermelon Wheat, are available wherever you find great craft beer. Very good. Very good, Jason. Thank you. You're welcome. You don't even need me here. No. I mean, you know, what are you going to do, man, right?
Uh, you know, Jeremy, you know that I love the Muppets. You know this oh, about me. Sure. I'm a big Muppet head. I love the Muppets. Anything the Muppets do, I will watch. As long as Jason Siegel isn't part of it. Um, oh, agreed. He's terrible. <laughs> I'm sort of glad he like went away. Yeah, me too. I think it was after that Muppet movie, like like the revamp of the Muppet movie or something like that, and then it just kind that of move, didn't hear from it anymore. That movie had a lot of potential, but it just really fell flat for me. I didn't see it. I didn't see the new one because I don't like the guy. I don't like him. I don't know why. Yeah. His face just looks... I want to bully yeah, like, him. Yeah, I, I thought that one was better than the one that came out immediately following with Tina Fey. I don't like her either. I want to bully her too. So... What's the last Muppet movie you saw? Takes Manhattan? Yeah. No, I mean That's I watched okay. like the like the the uh, the TV show they did. Oh sure. Which I really liked and people didn't like it, which is which sort of started turning me on to the fact that maybe I'm wrong about a lot of opinions. Yeah, I I thought knows? that. I've thought that before too. You think so? That I was wrong or that you're wrong? You. Okay. <laughs> Jeez, uh, whatever. Well, anyway, there's a new yeah. Disney project happening on Disney Plus. Of course, it's coming to Disney Plus. Everything's going to be on Disney Plus soon. Yeah, uh, it's called. It's about uh, Doctor Teeth and the Electric Mayhem. Do you know who they are? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, not Chewbacca. Isn't that like uh, they? They do a really good song. It's like coming at your mama. You know. <laughs> You know it? Do you know the song I'm singing? It's like coming at can your you mama. Can you picture that? Can you picture that? Are you getting that in, in the Fraggle Rock theme song confused? No, it's from the Muppet movie when they're driving down, uh, and it's like there's like a guy on a saxophone. Yeah, bomb, 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 bomb. You don't know this? Coming at Mr. your mama, big Muppet fan. <laughs> I'm stuck on coming at your mama. Well, it's something I don't. I don't think that's actually the words, but it's all I could think of right there. I don't know lyrics. Okay. Well, anyways, you got it right. Doctor Teeth and the Electric Mayhem—they are the yeah. the house band for the Muppet Show. And they have Janice the hippie. She's like, oh wow, man, you know. And then Animal, of course, yeah. is the drummer. Is, like, is there a blue guy with sunglasses? There's a blue guy, Zoot. He's the saxophone player. Wow, you know their names? Of course, you know their names. You got to know their names. You are a, a big Muppets fan, aficionado. So what, this new show is going to be specifically about Dr. Teeth? Yeah. I'm pretty excited about it, honestly. It's uh, called The Muppets Mayhem, which is a series focusing on Muppet show house band Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem. Dr. Teeth himself, Floyd, Janice, Zoot, and Animal, as they try to record a platinum-selling album. Apparently there's not like a whole lot of... Uh, information out of it but uh someone called anders holm and sarah chowdhury have joined the previously cast lily singh and taj maori with all of them apparently playing humans so there you go singh is playing a quote driven young music executive trying to guide the old school muppet band through the current day music scene Chaudhry is playing the younger sister of Singh's character, who is arguably more accomplished because of her social media prowess and huge fan following. Holm will be a reoccurring guest star as the ex-boyfriend of Singh's character, formerly sheepish nerdy intern turned uber cool tech entrepreneur who hopes to win his ex back. And that sort of all of that just killed it for me. All of that sounds like played out. It's like from 2012 
And I just really don't care. I mean, you can sort of see how this would be put together. Like, here's a social media, you know, uh, influencer with a fan following, and they're going to try to, like, help promote the thing. And it's like, so probably going to be a lot of, like, selfie videos. Like, okay, everybody, we're here with the, you know what I mean? And it's just going to be, it seems like a played out trope, and I don't like it. Yeah, it is a bit of a trope. I think they're going to try to make make a joke of like it's going to be all about like anachronism, right? Like these guys are stuck in history and mm-hmm. then they don't get like what's going on with all this new stuff. Let's bully not- them into auto-tune basically. We're going to auto-tune them into the yeah. current vibe. So if they don't if they don't do if they don't do like a a single with uh with like future, then I'm going to I'm going to be mad. Who's future? Oh, he's a rapper. Okay. Um, well, I just hope that in this scenario Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem sort of are the heroes. I think like so. I don't want it to be that they get shown up by these tech people. Yeah, I have a feeling it's going to be like their old school charm sort of wins the modern fan base over, which has also been played out for years. And I don't know. I, I'll still watch it, of course, because I'll give anything Muppety a chance, except the Jason Siegel Tina Fey nonsense, of course. Um, but, you know, it also sounds a lot like there's not a whole lot of like Dr. Teeth and Electric Mayhem. I mean, it's not a lot of Muppets. There's a lot of people doing stuff. I just, yeah. I don't know, man. It seems like uh, hopefully they have the right balance of that because you do need some humans in there and, you know, whatever. But hopefully it's not going to be too human skewed. I don't want that either. But uh, I'm excited for it, sort of. Even though I probably just said I, I, I'm I not really that excited. I don't know, man. It's just like the tech entrepreneur who who writes characters like that anymore? That's very 2015. That is well, done. The other thing is, is I think that the people who live in California and write these stories think that everyone in America so can relate to someone who would is a tech entrepreneur. <laughs> like that's not a thing everywhere, right? But it's like if you watch TV, like that's everybody's job. Everybody's in social media, everybody, but like actual people are out there making and selling stuff, like real things, <laughs> you know, but like, I think that a lot of the young writers in California have like a distorted view of what the rest of the world is actually up to. But I guess the, 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 this band is in the music industry. So maybe it is more connected to that. I don't know. I just feel like we all, we don't know what that is. Yeah, well, here's a little more background. Chodger will star in the series' regular role of Hannah, Nora's younger and arguably more accomplished sister, raised in the era of likes, shares, and the idea that if it wasn't posted, it didn't happen. Hannah tran- era. I know. Hannah translated her e-acumen and the talent for enthusiastic and aspirational makeup videos into a burgeoning social media empire, complete with a legion of fan Hannahs. Her success has unfortunately upended her dynamic with Nora. It just, it, it sounds this terrible. terrible. It sounds this terrible. Who wants yeah. really makeup tutorials? Because she's a woman, she has to, she has to, she has to do makeup tutorials. That's it. She can't do anything else. And like, why? Like, what? Wh- why are we exploring this dynamic? <laughs> the show well, so is about know. Dr. Teeth and the electric mayhem. It's not about the people behind it. Whatever. Whatever. Who needs a makeup tutorial? Like, it's not like I see a bunch of women walking around looking like clowns. Like, they're all <laughs> figuring it out. Yeah. I don't know, man. It all, I, I don't like it. Yeah. And also, that's not like burgeoning. I know. It's been, you know, it's, it's so like, it's so saturated that, you know, uh, Taryn and I, we love uh, America's Funniest videos. We watch AFV all the time. Love it's it so much. It's still on? 
Oh my God, still on. Yeah, with Alfonso Ribeiro. Now it's Ribeiro, whatever. Um, it's great. It's still just you know still what it is, and, and it's yeah, it's, it's fun funny. to put on and you know zone out for a little bit. Sure. But there, the amount of like kids recording themselves doing makeup tutorials and then something goes wrong and it gets on the air like this one girl won like 10 grand by by doing this makeup tutorial and arguably it was sort of kind of funny i guess because she had like make uh, like lipstick on her uh her face and then she tried to get it off by like like drooling and tilting her head so it ran i don't know so it was funny but the kid's three years old and it's like what? like how does or maybe even four how does a child no a makeup tutorial why does a child what why are they emulating this i just I, that i don't understand but that's how ubiquitous i guess or that's how saturated everybody is with makeup tutorials it's a common thing it's not that you're not going to launch a social media empire on makeup tutorials at this point it just sounds stupid well i just hope my instagram isn't listening because tomorrow i'm probably going to be flooded with makeup tutorials i hope so i hope that for you hope that for both and we're going to do the test because I have never had one come up. I don't like that's not a thing that comes up in my feed. If there's one tomorrow, I'm going to kill you, <laughs> but I'll post it. That's not how it works. The phone's not listening to you. It 100% is listening to me. It's not. It is. It's not. I guarantee it. it. Is. No, you're wrong. You're wrong. Um, I just don't know enough to tell you how you're wrong, but let's take a quick break. Jeremy, Great. we're going to take a quick break. Uh, And then we're going to come right back with more news on Ears Up In-Depth. We'll be right back. In-Depth, reporting Disney news that's probably not made up. All right, welcome back to the show, everybody. All right, Jerry, what do you got for us? They wanted a proposal in front of the castle, but this cast member decided these guests he would hassle. (laughs) Okay, better than the other one. I love that these are just up for your scrutiny now. Of course they are. We've evolved into that. I'm Disneyland, Disneyland Paris came under fire last week after a video surfaced of a cast member interrupting a marriage proposal. I'm on a big Disney wedding kick today. You really are. What's going on? I don't know, man. You know what's going to happen? What? You're going to get married? My phone's going to show me Disney Stop. wedding stuff. Tomorrow. Shut up. It's not how it works. Your phone is not listening to you. It is not how it works. Don't you listen to this. <laughs> um, the worker ushered the couple off a platform. Like It was like a stage in front of the castle where the proposal was about to take place, but not without snatching the engagement ring oh from the guy's hand. How, then, like... The most un-Disney thing that you could imagine ever happening to you. It's so un-Disney. That is very bad. That is very bad optics. In a viral video clip, a Disney employee can be seen jumping between the happy couple oh. and snatching the ring from the man, causing lots of confusion. Because the guy sort of stood there. He was like, is this? like?" I think he thought it was maybe like a gimmick or a joke or yeah. something like that. But the guy runs down the stairs of the platform and sort of motions to them. You have to come down, like come on, come down off there, come down off there. And, and then the guy proposing, you know, asked for the ring back according to the account that posted the video. So take with us a grain of salt. We don't know, but the couple had sought permission prior to the attempted proposal, yet it was still interrupted by this seemingly uninformed cast member. 
Of course, this went viral as well, and a chorus of opinions overtook social media with a surprisingly divided set of opinions. Divided? Okay, let's go. Let's yes. hear. Let's hear how we were divided on this because there's really only one way that you should think about this. Oh, look at you telling us what to think. Absolutely, that's what my job is. Of course, there were know, many whatever. casting. Of course, there were many, such as yourself, who castigated the cast member for ruining the special moment. Absolutely. But there were several voices defending Disney. Oh, God. I told you. They, yeah. they, there are people who, they. some of these people have Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah. Twitter account, Chob Baycheck, <laughs> said, uh, leave these people alone. They're the salt of the earth. One person commented, quote, as an ex-Disney employee, gotta say, this dude did everything right. I'm sad for the couple, but you have no clue of the consequences he might have faced if the proposal kept going in there. Uh, the employees handled it exactly as they train us to do. Oh, stop it. They don't train you to snatch a ring from someone's hand like a child. I'm telling you, I experienced it this week. If you go after Disney, these cast members will swarm you like a like a swarm, swarm of angry bees. It's like throwing a baseball at a beehive. And they're all delusional. Another person commented, the dude, also, we're only referring to this guy as a dude on Twitter, apparently. Like, everybody's a dude. The dude who interrupted the Disney proposal is the perfect example of someone taking their job too seriously. I doubt he gets paid enough to do that anyway. And I think it's almost guaranteed that he's going to get fired. Mm -hmm. He literally snatched the ring out of the dude's hand. SMH. Salt my hamburger. Salt my my hamburger. Did you just make that up just now? Yeah. Look at you. You're so quick. I'm funny. Funny guy. Even former Disney CFO Tom Staggs weighed in with a tweet that I believe said, like, it was like, what the hell or WTF. I saw it, but then he deleted it. And so now I only remember the gist of what it was. Okay. Um, so that's gone, but it was really incredulous and I loved it. Disney did release an apology um, via Newsweek stating, we regret how this was handled. We have apologized to the couple involved and have offered to make it right. Oh, but I thought that the cast member handled it exactly the way that they were trained. <laughs> hey, don't fight with these cast members. They will come after you. Good. Bring them on. I don't care. They all have zero followers. It's all very weird. I don't know what's going on. Anyway, we don't know if the employee involved has been terminated or disciplined, but that's what happened. The proposal was uh, snafu happened in front of that castle. Snatch now, Yeah, hmm. I mean, like, even if you're in the wrong place, wrong time, if you're if you're trying to prevent this from happening, you, you don't snatch the ring. You go up and like, you know, before it's ha- you interrupt them somehow or you just go, OK, we just got to let it go. OK, go. You got you guys can't do this. Go get out of here if, to grab the ring like some petulant child. I'm surprised they didn't throw it into the water. Well, one of the things that Disney used to teach was the phrase surprise and delight. This is this was a surprise, but <laughs> this is not delightful. And I yeah. think like they've completely lost that. There's well, no surprise and delight left. I mean, to be fair, they asked for permission and they were granted the permission, but this cast member didn't know about it. Right. But it, I'm also it, not sure because... I mean, it's all one side, right? Yeah, and Disney's pretty by the book about this kind of thing. Like if they were if they were going to be up there and Disney was going to give them permission to do it, I would think that there'd probably be somebody standing by. 
Yeah, I'm, I guess I'm sort of even confused on where it was. Just on like a platform that was there for something else, and these people it got seems, on top of it. Yeah, it seems to be on a stage in front of the castle. This is one of those situations where I that I love, where I get to hate everyone because I do think like, what? Why are you up there? Don't go up there. Yeah. Just like again. Right. Self-indulgent, narcissistic behavior. We're going to be up here and do it. Like, just do it on the ground. Yeah, so we can be out of the way. Yeah, so everyone can see. Or we can get pictures without people in the background. Or some dumb stuff like that. Yeah. So I hate them. I hate them. I also think, but this cast member, these cast members, some of them are definitely on a power trip. And this guy is is an (laughs) example of that. So I love it. I love it. Well, speaking of power trips, Jeremy. Tell me. No, but oh, that's what I pulled my computer into. A power trip? Yeah. No, oh, that's all, nice. all my things. Well, are- now you're going to get ads for it. <laughs> the power strip. Oh, yeah, I know. Uh, in a major executive shakeup, Peter Rice, chairman of Disney's Entertainment and Programming, is exiting the company. Sources say embattled Disney CEO Bob Chapek summoned Rice to his office Monday and relieved the former Fox executive of his duties. The CEO who took over for Bob Iger last year is said to have felt that Rice was no longer a fit. The the dismissal took place in a seven-minute meeting Monday evening, according to sources. Chapek told Rice that he was not a fit in the, quote, new Disney culture. To which Rice what is said, the new Disney culture? Cheapness and bad show? Like, <laughs> right. what's going you don't on? Fit in. You look too good. Uh, it doesn't fit into the Disney culture, to which Rice said words to the effect that he thought that they were in the midst of building the new Disney culture. He asked in what way he did not fit in, and Chapek responded, now is not the time, and dismissed him. Um, if not now, when? Are you going to send me a note in 30 days? I know, right? Perhaps the time to talk about someone's development isn't the day that they're getting fired. Maybe you should have brought this up six months ago. Exactly. Said, hey, well, know. here's the shocker part of it. The move comes as a, as a shocker, as a surprise, considering Chapek re-upped Rice to a new long-term deal just last summer. Sources oh, so he was part of the Disney culture then. That's right. Sources say Rice has more than two years remaining on his contract, which they have to then buy out. So he's going to get... He's going to get a nice, a nice fat paycheck, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Rice's top lieutenant, Dana Walden, also who also made the move from Fox to Disney, will be taking over his responsibilities. Chapek announced the news in a memo to staff on Thursday. In part, it reads, quote, Dana is a dynamic, collaborative leader and cultural force who in just three years has transformed our television business into a content powerhouse that consistently delivers the entertainment audience's crave, Chapek said in a statement Thursday morning. Her well-earned reputation for championing creative talent and developing program that truly captures the cultural zeitgeist has resulted in hit after hit from ABC's Abbott Elementary, never heard of it, never heard of it, and Onyx Collective's Academy Award-winning Summer of Soul, never heard of it, never heard of it, to Hulu originals (laughs) like Only Murders in the Building, which I haven't seen, I have heard of, uh, that's with uh, Steve Martin and uh, Martin Short. Yeah. Uh, Dope Sick, which I have heard of as well. The Dropout, haven't heard of it. And The Kardashians. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much for giving us more of The Kardashians. She didn't come up with The Kardashians. They've they just, been around for 20 years. I know, but they just got like a new TV deal or something like that. I can tell you to watch The Dropout. It's so good. What's it about? Elizabeth Holmes. Theranos. Oh, uh, I think Taryn's watching that. 
Yeah. Uh, she and Peter have worked closely together for years to create the best programming in the industry, and I can think of no one better than Dana to lead Disney General Entertainment to even greater heights. And this is a statement from uh, Walden. She says, it's an incredible honor to be asked to lead this amazingly talented team. They truly are the best in every respect. And I am grateful to Bob for this once in a lifetime opportunity. Disney General Entertainment's culture of creative excellence and originality has made us home to many of the most talented creators in the business. I'm humbled to lead this team. and I am confident that together we will continue to build on the foundation of culture defining entertainment we have achieved so far. Culture defining, like the Kardashians. Love it. I love vapid dummies talking about yeah. makeup. I love it so much. I love it. I love it. I love it. Thank you very much, Dana Walden, for giving us more Kardashians. Only two weeks ago, Rice stood on stage at Disney's television upfront presentation and introduced his boss to Grey's Anatomy lead Ellen Pompeo and other ABC stars looking for all the world like jovial colleagues. While Rice was a Fox veteran who was not part of Chapek's longtime, uh, uh, I don't even know what that friggin' word is, dude. Who writes this? Who did I steal this from? Um, you know, I don't know what my um, longtime, uh, you know, group or something. I don't know, whatever, man. The two worked closely in the past two years to build a relationship, so the shock this week was all the more jarring. Outside observers were quick to note that in firing Rice, the 61-year-old Chapek has removed his single most potent threat to replace him as CEO. This is what I've been reading in a couple of these articles, that a lot of people were tagging Rice to replace Chapek. And in fact, when Iger was saying that he was going to step down one of the 12 times that he did, people were expecting Rice to be named as his successor. And they were kind of shocked that Chapek was. Meanwhile, it doesn't count him out. They can bring a CEO in from outside. Yes, they can, actually. With Disney stock down nearly 44% from its 52-week high and Chapek's current contract up in less than a year, many saw the move as a classic power play, and not a very subtle one at that. Chapek is nervous about his future, and he understood this was a big move, one veteran producer in Disney explained. Quote, the whole thing looks bad to me, a former top Disney executive added. Among the oddities in the abrupt change is that Chapek gave no proximate cause either of performance or corporate misbehavior by Rice, which has fed the power play theory. The speculation was also rampant inside Disney, where Chapek was questioned repeatedly by executives as to the reason for his decision, according to two insiders. But with Rice's exit, there are no names among Disney's senior executive leadership that jump out as prospective challengers to Chapek's throne. And Disney has not named an outsider CEO since tapping Paramount President Michael Eisner and former Warner Brothers chair Frank Wells to jointly lead the company back in 1984. I know they say like since, but it's two CEOs ago. It's like not that kind of <laughs> like, yeah, right. since not. <laughs> While multiple insiders suggested that Chapek's unsure footing atop Disney played a key role in his decision, a cultural divide within Disney may have also contributed to the move. Rice is known as a stealth player, one who finds deft ways to sidestep controversy. One former executive who clashed with Rice described him as, quote, opaque and untrustworthy. It's unclear if Chapek shared that view, but it is noteworthy that the press release announcing Walden's promotion did not include the traditional acknowledgement of her predecessor or even thanked Rice for his contributions to the company. 
Others suggested that Rice's downfall may have stemmed from his perceived defense of more traditional distribution models like Disney's broadcast and cable networks, and that he didn't fully embrace Chapek's push for a streaming-first strategy. An individual with knowledge of Rice's thinking disputed that he pushed back on the company's streaming initiatives, distribution decisions, whether to send shows to Disney's traditional channels or to put them on streaming services, were handled but to were handed to Kareem Daniel, who runs a division called Disney Media and Entertainment Distribution. The structure created tensions between Rice and Daniel, a longtime Chapek deputy, according to people familiar with the matter who were not authorized to comment publicly. So it depends on what side of the fence you want to fall on this. Do you think Chapek is hedging his bets and sort of, you know, digging in his heels for the long run and firing anybody who he thinks he can take over for him very easily? Or is he going, you know what, Rice is not on board with the streaming for we're pushing streaming. He's not on board. He's pushed back. He's got to go. I can't talk to him anymore. He's got to go. I don't know. They they characterize Rice as opaque and untrustworthy. You know what else strikes me as opaque and untrustworthy? Renewing someone's contract, firing them without cause mm-hmm. or without even explanation. Yeah. Seems well, the explanation was you didn't you didn't fit in. I I agree. I think that was very very uh, poopy, for lack of a better term. That is not very churro like over here. That's it is, and I I have to tend to side with the. I think uh, the whatever which one which one, I can't remember the former or the latter. Which one was the one where Chapek is trying to get rid of all his competition? <laughs> the former. Yeah, because there was a lot of speculation that that was what caused Stags to leave. That, you know, JPEG somehow did him dirty and he was like, I'm not waiting around forever. And Mm -hmm. JPEG, like, so there was, there, I read that today actually. So I I don't know. This guy, this guy doesn't seem like a very good guy. He kind of seems like a monster, actually. (laughs) I mean, it it is weird. And I don't, I don't, I mean, it it does seem like we're not getting, it's so surprising. which lends me to believe that we're not getting all of the information. And I know I've been a Chapek apologist before, especially on this show, but, and I'm not trying to be that, but it does seem like what else are we missing? Because you're right. Who's going to do that in, in a career as long as Chapek has been and as high, uh, you know, focal point, right? He's in the public eye a lot. Why would you open yourself up to something like this, especially within the company that's already sort of unstable? Uh, Why would you, why would you do that? Unless there's, reason there has to be good enough reason to you know something has to have happened between when they renewed his contract and when he got fired but to not explain that to him at the firing supposedly i don't know it seems just too weird i don't i don't i don't understand it for like a, a high profile company like disney it doesn't seem like something that you would do well, it also seems like he has a perfectly legitimate – if it's true, he has a perfectly legitimate business reason. So, you know, you don't seem to be following with the vision of streaming. Perhaps it's this isn't the best place for you because our strategy is this. You're not aligned with our strategy. But that's not what he said, even though that actually sounds like a perfectly reasonable reason for someone to part ways. Instead, he says you're not a cultural fit. Yeah. And then when he says how, he says – not telling. <laughs> yeah, I can't like, tell. Who is running this company? Now is not the time. I don't want to get into it. Yeah. Why doesn't he have a time? I don't. I, I yeah, don't like that's this, the weird, whole thing took seven minutes. These don't. 
actually scream of like particularly strong managerial skills. No, I agree with that. 100%. But there you go. That's so. what's going on. The latest in a rash of firings and quittings. Well, and then this, like within the same 24-hour period, the board came out and s- with a statement of confidence in Bob Chapek. Yes, that's correct. Yes. So, and Chapek has what, eight months is what I said, I think, left on his contract. I yeah. wonder if he's going to be, uh, I wonder if he's going to be renewed or not. I mean, I feel like a statement of confidence from the board is like when two people, when you see two people who are in a relationship post how great they are on each other's Facebook pages <laughs> for all to see. It's like, mm, what are you cover? What are you overcompensating for? And then they're like divorced in a year. Like that's, that's this. Or it's like people who have to tell you how cool they are. It's like, you don't, if you don't, you don't need to tell me if you really are. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to me, that definitely seemed like, Look, we have we have to support Bob, but we're not going to vote to renew his contract or however that works. You know what I mean? It's like, well, we're sort of stuck. We don't want to look like the jerks in case something turns around in eight months. Like we want to placate the CEO for the next eight months and then his contract isn't going to be renewed and that's going to be it. This is going to be a nail biter of an eight months. (laughs) I hope he makes it. I hope he comes back better than ever. Of course you do. You're terrible. Why are you trying to ruin Disney? It's already ruined, man. Well, I don't want it to go to the ash heap of history. I would like someone to come back and rejuvenate it. Yeah. I mean, sure. But who? You know, I want what's behind me back. Yeah, but Spectro magic. Who's going to have it? Who's going to bring that? Tom Staggs. Okay, there you go. Because Iger didn't. Iger didn't really do much. No, and I wasn't an Iger fan. I hated Iger. I guess it's sort of what I mean. Like, every... There's no CEO that's a perfect fit. Every CEO is going to do something that people don't like. Oh, sure. Yeah. Any leader of anything is always remembered by some of their worst mistakes. Chapek just seems to have a lot more than most. <laughs> and he's only in his first term. Well, that's true. But you love him. I do. He's my best friend. He's a friend of the show. <laughs> I can't stand that you defend him so much. <laughs> Good friend of the podcast, Bob Chapek. All right, what do you got, Jeremy? You want to tell me a story? You want to tell your story? Well, you know, it sort of relates to this. I was... Okay. I haven't been to the parks in a while. And then this past weekend, I went. And on Saturday, we went to Animal Kingdom. And I was like, you know what? This this park is really great. Like, there there are still good theme parks in the Disney sphere, you know? Like, Animal Kingdom is just so well done. And for the most part, it's holding up. And we go on Expedition Everest, and we we took a really great picture. Like, we're coming down, there were four of us, and, like, we're going, you know, they take the picture when you're going down the draft, and we saw it on the screen, and it was like, oh, let's get it. So I take my magic band, and I'm like, boop. And then I look at the, I look at the photo in the app, and it's got this watermark all over it, like, if you want to purchase. And I was like, what the hell is this about? Like, I, I have PhotoPass. Like, it comes, with the, it comes with my annual pass. Okay. Not anymore. Not anymore. Yeah, they took that away. You have to buy it. It's $99 a year now. Wow. And I was just kind of like, you know, I feel a little fleeced. Mm -hmm. You know, and actually, 
I kind of would rather them say we're raising the price of the annual pass and just keep the benefits rather than be like, we're not raising it as much. And now you have to pay for these things you used to have that were included. Like just bamboozle me. I know it's all a shell game and you're getting my money somehow. Actually, you're not because I'm not buying PhotoPass. I can live without that picture. But it was a nice bonus. Yes. Right. That doesn't really cost them much. I mean, I wonder how many of these these dumb photos they even sell. I have never seen anybody. Well, correction. And maybe you've seen a couple of people, but the vast majority of people do not buy those. Oh no. People walk past it. Right. So what are they, what are they, you know, they're just squeezing more money out of the, out of the, out of the turnip or whatever. Well, so I was all, I was all miffed and, but then I got, I got over it. We had a fabulous meal at Tiffin's, whatever, whatever. But the next day we, so the next day we were like, let's all go back to a park today. But in the afternoon, my friends had like to watch the Rangers game and whatever, whatever. So I was like, well, this will be perfect. We had a big dinner last night. Why don't we just go over to Epcot in the evening and we'll just hit a couple food booths, have a beer, and we'll call it a day. Like it's a perfect little Sunday night evening. Yeah. Sounds good and, to me, dude. Right. So we make the reservation and a notice comes up on the screen. It says, just so you know, Epcot is closing an hour early tonight at eight o'clock um, and there will not be a showing of Harmonious. Okay, I'm like that doesn't matter. I can get in and out in two hours and ha- hit a couple booths. Even better, I'll be in bed earlier on a Sunday night. <laughs> right, and you don't have to watch Harmonious. And I don't, hey, oh yeah, Epcot's perfect when you take that crap out of there. So we go <laughs> over, and I'm I haven't been there in a while. I went a little earlier than my friends, and I because I was like, oh, I haven't seen Connections Cafe. Let me check out some of the new stuff. So I like go over by myself, and I'm you know kind of making my way around World Showcase and. Nothing of the booths was really scratching me where I where I itched. I get around to the American Adventure in the far back. Mm-hmm. It's and it happens to be six o'clock. The park is closing at eight. It's six o'clock. I go up to the food booth. They're like, "Oh, sorry, we're closed." And I was like, well, "What are you talking about?" And they're like, "Oh, well, you know, we're closing early tonight." And I said, "I know, but that's in two hours. <laughs> you have to. You need two hours to close this thing down. I don't understand it." Because there's always the story about how Walt saw someone closing a popcorn machine down 20 minutes early in Disneyland and was like, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. You keep that thing full until this is over. Because this isn't just about selling popcorn. This is about show. Right. It can't look like it's not fully running. Okay? Right. But we're can, we can close down. So I keep going and I'm like, oh, man, you know, maybe that's just that one. Let me keep moving. Japan's closed. Morocco. Everything's closed. I get to France. They've got these like things up where they're not letting and, and, and cast members stopping people from coming. So like I could continue on, but no one could go where I was because they're shutting down World Showcase. Okay. And I hear them telling people like, oh, so sorry, but from France all the way to Mexico, World Showcase is closed now. It's six o'clock. And people are like, what? What are you talking about? Like, they even had, like, a security guard posted there. Oh. Get a little testy. Sure. Not that anyone really did. But you, I, so I parked myself right by there. I was like, let's just watch this for a while. Because, like, it's just you just have to watch them keep telling people over and over and watch people get, like, really angry and walk away. I was like, this is fun. So, one, I want it to – that I think that already demonstrates that – I'm not the only person who didn't realize this was happening. Mm -hmm. So I take a picture and I tweet it. And I said, you know, Disney did tell us that Epcot was closing tonight at eight o'clock. What they didn't tell us was that more than half of World Showcase would be closing at six. (laughs) So and all the food booths, even the ones not in World Showcase, 
are all closed. And then, and also cast members were like, well, you can go to France and you can go to Canada and the United Kingdom. Well, sure you can, but all the f- festival booths were closed. So what am I doing in Canada without a festival booth? <laughs> Looking yeah. at the totem poles? Like, come on, there's right. nothing going on in there. So now I'm a little angry because I haven't been in a while. Yesterday, you screwed me over with this photo pass crap. Today, you're closing the park. Also, at 6.20 p.m., I should not be hungry in Epcot. Of all places, <laughs> it should be a place to get food. Right. There's no place to get food in this place. So I tweet the picture. And people, there was a lot of, a lot of my normal followers were like, that stinks. Like, oh, that's so stupid. Why didn't Disney Plus? A large constituency of what I perceive to be cast members, well, because I looked through their profiles and I'm like, these are freaking cast members, came after me like, you should have done your research. The, the park sent out a push notification to your iPhone. People are screenshotting the push notification. I'm like, well, I didn't get the push notification, but I'm not saying that they, the push notification was wrong. I'm saying when I booked, the warning said the park was closing at 8, but it didn't say that World Showcase was closing at 6. And even if it did, even if you're right that it said that, why are the future world food booths closed? Yeah. People so were coming it, after you. I read, I read through some of those comments. Oh, it was nasty. Someone yeah. told me I'm a slave driver. What does that even mean? Because they're all sick. Okay. You're making, you want people nuts. to work the time that you thought that they would be there? It's like you're asking them to work overtime. Right. It's like you're a tour. The worst thing that ever happened to me working at Starbucks, because Starbucks was very much like that. Like, every, you have everything running, coffee pots full, you know, your, your bean machines ready to dispense espresso at any moment up until the closing time. You cannot close the bar early. You cannot get rid of the mochas early just because you want to go home. Everything has to be operational until close. We closed at, uh, it was probably, I don't know, 10 o'clock. 9.50, a tour bus pulls up in the parking lot. 50 people get out and want coffees. Got to serve them. And so we're, we're working there for like an hour afterwards. We're supposed to be closed. And you can't lock the door either. You can't lock them in. So you're like... More people will come in. Yeah, and it's like, you know, that sucks, but that's part of the job. That's what the job oh, entails. Because the posted right. hours are ten o'clock. Right. The posted hours. That's my thing is why is it why am I the guest wrong for wanting the park to stay open? You're that's until, why you're a slave driver. Because you I'm want people driver. to work, yeah. Because I was six thirty and I wanted a a bite to eat <laughs> at Epcot. <laughs> yeah, at a place where people go for food. It's all they have. Yeah. So, yeah, that was my story. I'm a little miffed. I'm a little, I'm a little angry at Disney. I definitely was, I mean, when, when it was started, when my friend showed up, I said, you guys, like, I don't think I can do this. I said, I think I'm just like, cause it was like, they got there and they were like, well, let's go to the Rosen Crown. Let's try. Like, you know, we'll get a, we'll get a drink in there. It'll be okay. And I was like, you know what? I'm just like being screwed over. Like, I just want to go home. Like, I would rather just make a dirty martini and sit on my terrace. Like, I mm. just, I'm too, I'm angry in this place. Mm. And I don't want to give them any more of my money. They're screwing me over. They hose me two days in a row. Yeah. Uh, but Rosen Crown won and I went. And did you have fun? Yeah. And then we went. Okay. What we did was we ended up going over and having dinner at Olivia's at uh, Old Key West Resort, which is a fantastic meal, by the way. So if you ever want to go there for a good meal. Go to Olivia's. Do it. Just do it. Don't even don't even fret. So that's my whole thing. All right. Well, that sucks, so man. It sucks. I mean, look, it could be worse. 
Oh, definitely. Okay. I could have worse problems. Absolutely. But I probably I have think, most of them. Yeah, I think it is. I don't think it's unreasonable to think that I should get what I pay for. You know, it's not. And it's funny because our friend, former Imagineer Kyle, wrote back, uh, wrote back, wrote to me and was like, I have a story for you. Basically, he was like, "We well, here, I'll just read it. Because it sort of goes in line, I think, with what you're with what you're trying to say. Um, he goes, uh, "We got in line for Falcon, which is Smuggler's Run. Uh, it had a posted wait of 15 minutes. About 30 minutes into the wait, they made an announcement that they had minor technical difficulties and are expecting to be back up and running shortly, with no readmits or offer to assist you if you wanted to leave." At 40 minutes in, they started making announcements that due to technical difficulties, if you are waiting in the standby queue. Your wait will be considerably longer than the original estimate. The words standby queue guests only was said several times. We ended up waiting an hour and 15 minutes. Meanwhile, they were letting fast passes on instantly the whole time. And he got frustrated and wrote a whole article for me that I don't know what to do with. I might might read it on the next show instead of post it because I think it'd be fun to talk about. But it's called 14 Reasons Why You Shouldn't Visit Disneyland Today. That story reminds me of something a friend of mine told me. She was at Disneyland recently. I can't think it was for Smuggler's Run, but she was in line for something that was Lightning Lane. Mm -hmm. And I think it was a similar situation where maybe it broke down for a bit or whatever. And they made an announcement and they said, don't worry. If you're one of our Lightning Lane guests, we're going to get you on as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. And she was like, so now I'm a second class citizen. I've never felt so unwelcome in this horrible place. Well, and so and there's a couple of things. So I pass out around a couple of cast members and like that's sort of typical of what they even when fast passes were free. That's what you do. If, if a ride breaks down, you you clear the fast pass line first because technically they've been waiting longer, which is the point of the fast pass, right? It's a line reservation. Yeah. So that I sort of get. But. The concept, and this is what Kyle was getting to, is exactly what your friend just said. He's like, uh, it's they treat their guests as if they're in different classes. And then he talks about like posting 3 a.m. You know, reservations that sell out instantly and all this kind of stuff. They make it really hard. Disney is making it very hard to visit their parks and to have a good time with all of the stuff that you want to do. It's a park uh, built around nostalgia but you can't have the same things you used to have because of these new systems that are in place to make it difficult for you. And I don't understand what that, I don't, I, I don't understand why I don't understand why the reservations. I, I just don't, I don't get it. I don't get any of it. Well, it's like someone tweeted this week, genie plus your genie plus goes on sale at midnight, but you make the reservations at 7am. That's the system. Stay up until midnight and then set the alarm for 6.50 so that you can get your result. That's someone, that's the plan that someone laid that out. And the person tweeted, like, are you guys saying these things out loud before you implement them? Because, like, this is, what are you doing? Like, there, there's a lot of weird little kerfuffles. Like, um, they, uh, Disney blasted out some sort of call to be on a, uh, on a, on a panel to give them feedback on the Star Wars Galactic Cruiser. Okay. But the headline said that it was in Disneyland. Like the headline of the email, like the, the title of the email was referencing Disneyland, not Disney World. It's just these little things. Oh, because like, the Galactic Cruiser is in Florida. Is in Sorry, Florida, I right. Like, yeah. What's the and it's like, what are you guys, like, this is the simplest thing. How do you screw this up? What is happening? Well, 
Bob Chapek confused Disney World and Disneyland. He didn't know that one was the happiest place on earth and one was the most magical. Yeah, but he's look, man. He's under a lot of pressure. The fish rots from the head down. He's under a lot of pressure. You know, let's let's. <laughs> you know what? So was their marketing and research team. They're under pressure, Jace. Not as much as Bobby. You are such a. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it so much. Wow. Oops, wrong one. There we go. All right, Jared, let's get out of here, home. Are you not talking to me now? Okay, there you Oh, sorry, it was DJ. That's all right, man. All right, everybody, thanks a lot for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Uh, check out all of our other shows over on earsup-podcast.com. I know there's a new Bantha Milk, I think, coming. Uh, Bantha Milk, by the way, every week they are doing companion episodes to Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, TV show. So if you miss one or you want to know a little bit about more of uh, the Easter eggs you missed or, or those guys take on what's going on over there in the, the world of Obi-Wan, check that out as well. Of course, the Supreme Resort has new episodes all the time and, uh, you know, like that. All right, everybody. Thanks a lot for tuning in. And until next time, we'll see you in the parks.